Welcome to Company of One, episode number 170. How do you cope in COVID-19, right? That's the crisis we're in right now. How do you cope? How do you make more money? So today, specifically, we want to be talking about the issue of how do you serve no matter where you are, right? And most of us are working from home at this moment, and this is going to continue for a while, but that doesn't really matter. This is the current crisis. So the question at hand is, how do you serve as a small, and especially a small or one-person business? And so we're in this mode now that, uh, because when this is being recorded, is during the middle of COVID-19 crisis going on. If you're anywhere in the world, you know what that's about. You'd have to be on another planet to not understand that. But it puts into mind that something that's true of all of us that we forget. All of us are in business for ourselves. That's the entire concept of the company of one, that all of us are companies of one. And we may feel like, wait a minute, we're at home, the job that I had, is no longer making me money. So I'm having to go home and try to do things. I'm waiting on the economy to straighten out. I'm waiting on the virus to straighten out. I'm waiting on uh, maybe my employer to make a decision about what happens to my income. I'm waiting. Think about all the things I just said is that we are waiting. That's all passive. We're waiting on somebody else to make decisions that have to do with my or your personal income. So what we want to talk about is uh, some specifics here. Because I've been watching television, I've been seeing on Facebook and on the media, a lot of people talking about, hey, you should retool. Hey, you should go out there and do something different. You should come up with uh, some business ideas. And I'm seeing some people doing that, coming up with business ideas, coming up with ways to start to make money outside of the day job. But there's not a lot of people talking about exactly what to do. I'm having all these conversations with people and you, you know I could sit here and it's very easy to say, you should start a company as a service company doing something from the house. That's an easy statement to say. It's a lot harder to actually do that. It's a lot harder to get from where you are now to something that brings in income. And that's what we want to jump into today. Uh, so, um, but I just, I really want to set the framework here. The thing that we think about as a company of one and all of us being a company of one, let me just, if you were making money or you still are making money and in exchange for something that you do, you by definition are a business. And no business, no business is going to sit idle while somebody else makes all of the decisions, right? And what I just said was that many of us are sitting at home waiting on the economy, waiting on the crisis, waiting on our employer to make a decision, waiting on uh, our state, our city, our county to make some decision that might let us go back to work or that might send us home from work. And then uh, there's so many things that's passive. No business in their right mind should have a passive stance. Watch what's going on with the federal government in the United States. You may not like it or you might appreciate it, whatever, but it's not passive. They're not just sitting there on their hands and saying, we're just going to wait this out. 
We're going to shut everything down and wait it out. No, there's constant evaluating where we are and trying to say, here's the worst possible scenario, and we're going to try to improve upon it. Our state, our counties, and that's what we expect of them. That's what we expect of our businesses. That's what you should expect of yourself. You should expect to take control. So that's what we want to talk about right now are some things to take control. And I've tried to put this down to, of all the conversations that I've had, what would you do from one day to the next? So I'm going to start here with step one is, and I might consider this even day one, you have got to get control of you. You've got to get control of your mental state. Now, I've been on Zoom calls where there's everybody that feels pretty good about it. There's some people that are entrepreneurs that are doing some kind of uh, fun things and they're experimenting. And some people are looking at this as an opportunity. No, forget the you know health issues. But for themselves, they're looking at this as an opportunity to do some things, to try some things. I've talked to those people. And then I've talked to a lot of people who are just plain freaking out for all kinds of reasons. Uh, they just... Uh, depression uh, and some of them are worried about money as I speak you know I'm getting a text from somebody that says I don't know what I'm going to do about money for the next month which in the implication is what is she going to do about money for the next two or three months because money tends to lag work right so what's going to happen to money what's going to happen to those people that she pays and all the kind of things that, that go down uh, down the hill uh, how money kind of flows down. You've got to get control of that voice in your head. So to get control, and we do this, all this, this is kind of like people who have lost jobs, right? It's, uh, and you may not have lost your job. You may have a financial furlough, as they say. We're putting you, in other words, we're not going to pay you. And so technically you've lost your job. You may have lost your job. So what we're thinking about now is you get up and get control. So day one, the things you want to do, day one, step one, is take control of your calendar. I mean your clock, the things that you're doing. Wake up on time to go to work. What I'm finding is some of these people are getting depressed. Uh, depression leads to sleeping in. Depression leads to not doing anything. Depression leads to more depression. You may not be depressed, but there's also the sense of the unknown. You've just got to start waking up on time. Set that calendar, wake up, get ready for work. And this is true of a lot of people who work from home. They get in the, caught in this vicious cycle that they don't get ready for work and they find that it, it goes downhill. You're working from home right now. That's where you are. So get up and get to work. So wake up on time, get ready for work. Your job is now. The, your job right now, if you have no income coming in and you would like some income coming in, is to find people to serve. That is your job. So get up and get ready. We'll tell you what to do here in just a minute. The next thing you want to do is make a schedule for the week. Pull out that scheduler. If you do it electronically, if you do it on a piece of paper, make a schedule for the week. Include things like workouts. Yes, if you don't exercise, start. It's a great thing for your mental health. If you do, don't stop. 
Yeah, your gym may be closed or anything, but do something. Make a schedule for the week, including workouts and work. We'll get to the details again later about the work. So um, think about a normal schedule. Think about something that makes sense to you. you. The good side, the absolute good side, if you're the eight to five employee who went to work and you, you kind of had high energy in the morning and in the afternoon your energy starts to wear out and you need a Snickers and you just would like to go outside because you see the sun shining and you'd rather do something else. And back at night you would just rather be doing work. You've got control now of your day. Uh, I'm watching friends of mine who are office workers who literally are waking up at 8 o'clock, getting in front of the computer, and standing up at 5 and not doing uh, anything else during the day, even though there's sun shining outside. And they actually are picking back up and working at nighttime. And several of them are telling me they're bored because there's not enough to do in their job. So we're going to fix that with you. With your schedule, you can take advantage of that right now. You are working from home. If you want to go outside and say, let's do some things, that's fine. But make sure you got enough time to get the work done. So if you're a morning person and you get a lot of work done in the morning, schedule that time. We would call it focus time uh, to be really, really focused. So at least two hours that you're really, really focused on this stuff and take two-hour increments. So um, the next thing, though, this is a mental game. You have got to realize it can work for you. Others can right? Others can. You're not helpless. You're not helpless. There's a whole bunch of people in the world making money on the side. There's a whole bunch of people working around the world that make money from their home. There's a whole bunch of people around the world that are dumber than you that are making money, right? Uh, we all know Bubba, who has a good solid seventh grade education, as in out earning most of us, right? Bubba's awesome, He's funny, he's comical, and he's highly proficient at just getting to work and chasing down that money and serving people. So you can do this too. There's nothing magical about it. Um, people always are, they, they have this mystery about starting a business and that there's some kind of weird thing about it. It's, it's the same thing as getting a job. You're just finding the people to serve. All right, so go do something and go walk for 15 to 20 minutes, get outside. This is your first activity, is to get control of your mental state. Put that calendar, put that together, go for a walk, listen to a podcast, not at once something that's going to be depressing into the world, but something that will help you think and uh, just get control of your mental state. Step two in this, well, this is day, I would call this, if I'm doing this, I say this is all day one. Step two in this is to get the plan together. Make a list. Now we're going to get active. Make a list of 10 to 20 people that you have served or who have paid you before, including their number and email. If you're again, if you're a techie person, use Microsoft Word. I can't believe I'm saying if you're a techie person, use Microsoft Word, but whatever. If you kind of knew my background, you know understand what I mean by that. If you if you want, then you could use you know a notebook paper. It doesn't really matter. Get a list. Don't get caught up in the list and just start thinking, who are the people who have paid you before? So if you're a hairdresser, who are the people that you've cut their hair and done work for them? Who are, so if you're a, you know, if you're a, a, 
somebody who does gym training? Who are the people that's in your email or your phone list that you call to remind them to show up at their training appointment? Who are the people you serve? And make a list of them, 10 to 20 at least. And we're going to get their phone number and their email. Okay, that's going to be important. You're going to get that. That's you're doing that. That's the first activity you're doing. That well, was the second or third if you've made your schedule. But this is the first business activity you're doing. The second one is you define what you did before. And this may sound silly and stupid, but write this down. Write down these 10 people you have served that have paid you money before, whether they paid you through a company or whatever. Uh, and then what did they pay you for? And we always say, this is the pain that you relieve. This is the thing that you did to make the pain go away. So if you're a hairdresser, you cut hair, right? Or you, whatever you do, as somebody was saying, we do sets. I don't know what a set is, but I've helped some hairdressers, and that's probably not even the right word. That's probably an insult to her, but I've helped her in her business to do things to help her grow her business, and she was telling me about they do sets. And so anybody in the hairdressing business may understand that. Uh, and can explain that to me. So uh, apparently they charge a lot of money for it. How about that? If you cleaned houses, right? That's a, yeah, that, If that was your job, if that's something you've been doing, if you do office administration work, if you've been in an office and suddenly you're not, uh, you did yard work maybe before. Actually, the yard work probably is stuff, I, based on what I can tell in my neighborhood, is going on strong. It's still They're, they're still rocking it. House repairs, also, I'm still seeing them rocking it. Um, some friends of ours, some people we helped, some of my clients that I helped start businesses and repair businesses are telling me um, their business is good right now. They're not getting new business, but they're getting a lot of repeat business, whether that's true of everybody. If you're a, a physical therapist, who are the people you served? The gym rat, right? The person who uh, coaches people through training. All of your clients now are not showing up because there's no one to show up to. A teacher, and you were teaching classes. I don't care if you were teaching, uh, as uh, one of our clients teaches yoga, or if you're teaching uh, something like uh, elementary education, or you know whatever kind of thing that you have been teaching, etc. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you've been paid for something, get clear in your mind what it is that you are being paid for because that's going to be really valuable stuff. All right, so are we, we all have that, right? Matter of fact, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can just put this thing on hold for one second and just write this down. This is not the kind of activity that you need to wait on because I know how it is. You're with a podcast, you're listening to something, or you're doing and you're saying, well, I'll get to that later. And you never do because squirrel runs out in front of you, right? If you're walking or driving while you're doing this, well, don't do it then. So now let me just tell you what I just went through. What I just went through is who's the people you have served and, and, and what do you do for them? And having clarity on that, I know this for a fact because I work with these people uh, through a graduate program and through other clients, many high paid professionals don't have answers to those questions. They don't know exactly where their money flows from, nor do they know exactly why they're being paid. What problem did they solve? And you think about a lot of person who, a lot of people who are project managers, software people and everything, they don't really see the end result of, you th- think about somebody who mows the grass, right? They can, 
They come there, the grass is high, the children have been lost in the yard, and they cut the grass and they find the children, and the yard looks great when they leave, right? There's that satisfaction. A lot of people who are these professional people, they show up at work, uh, you know, they don't do, they, they go to some meetings, but at the end of the week, they don't, they're not sure they did anything. Uh, and some of them probably didn't do anything of value because of the way it works. So by getting clarity right here on the things that you have done or you can do, by the way, for those of you who are out of work, um, going to meetings is not a productivity thing. It's not something somebody's going to pay you for, right? So you have to think through, what can I do uh, to do that? So. So this is step one though, get your mental state in gear and get a plan together by who did you serve and what did you do. This should not be that complicated. You should be able to whack this out in a few minutes. The hunting people's phone numbers and all of that might take you a little bit longer, but it's going to be valuable. So you got that? Okay, let's move on. Let's do step two. This may be day two. You wake up on day two, you wake up on time because you have that nice little alarm clock set and you get dressed for work, whatever you do. Um, and you then are going to do something that might take you a little bit out of your comfort zone, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, go talk to the people you serve. Those people whose names you've made a list of, go talk to them. So this, what I mean by this, call them up, email them. Uh, and find out how they are coping. What needs are unmet, right? What needs are unmet? Call 10 customers. This is, is critical, and this is where some of you are going to say, oh, this is just too hard. Yeah, it, it, it's not. It's not too hard. Do you want to make money or not? Yes, owning a business, and you do, uh, or finding a job, and this is what you're doing, you're trying to find multiple jobs, it will take you some work. Right now, you've woken up, you are at work. Your number one job as a business is to now find customers who will pay you money. That, today, is your job, right? If you are a business, and you are, when you all your customers go away. All the customers are the people who pay you money. When they go away, for whatever reason, your number one job then is what we call marketing and sales and marketing, is to go get more customers. So that's what we're doing right now. We're going to get more customers. How do we do that? We start by calling the people who we've served before who will probably know us or remember us, right? Sally and John and all these people and say, hey, I was cutting your hair, or hey, I was doing your nails, or hey, I was working at your office, whatever the case is, find out. Uh, because those people probably have plenty of time on their hands right now, depending on what's going on right now. So for example, if you're a hair care person, again, I'm using a terrible word, somebody will correct me, but if you're a hair care person, uh, then uh, you might say, what's your biggest challenge right now to, to taking care of your hair? And I've seen all these ladies on the news, um, uh, and so this is how I know this is not a trivial question. Uh, they, um, I've watched these ladies on the news talk about the fact that they're having to cut their own hair. And they say that with this look of horror on their face. 
like they're going to have to or they have cut their own hair. And some of them, you can tell, really needed some help. <laughs> they, they, uh, they need a makeup artist too while they're at it. But so uh, ask these people, what are their biggest challenges with whatever you did, right? What are your biggest challenges with your yard? What are your biggest challenges with your office administration? Now that you're having to work from home, so we see a lot of people now working from home that weren't used to it. They were used to being in an office. They were used to having an administrative task. They were used to having people do filing. They were used to having people answer the phones. They were used to having all kinds of things done. That's not being done now. So just ask them, hey, what are their biggest challenges now? Now that they're in this new temporary environment. And shut up and listen. Don't put words in your customer's mouth. This is where, because your, your job right now is a marketing expert. What are they having? What are their biggest challenges? And then when they tell you, you just... Gently ask them, why are they having this challenge? Don't assume because your assumptions may be wrong. Um, so you just want to ask them, why are they having this challenge? And I'll go to the hair care, right? Why are you having a challenge cutting your hair? Now, you might think in the back of your mind, it's because they don't know how. You might think because they don't have any skills or they didn't go to the school to learn to cut hair like you know how to. But that may not be their challenge. You've got to listen. Listen to what their challenges are and understand them. Write these answers down. Just, this is what we call marketing research. It's because you're day two here, you're a market researcher. So you're finding this out. Then ask them this question. And this one is so, so important for every challenge they bring up. And then when you ask them why they're having a challenge, ask them, how does that make them feel? Right, that feeling words, if you're an engineer, you despise the feeling word, but if if so, if you're that person, get over it, right? Uh, because people pay money to for they're all emotional. So I know I'm an engineer, and the marketing guy that was working for me one time said all sales are based upon emotion. I argued with him. I told him he was an idiot. He pretty much convinced me I was wrong. Uh, sales are emotional. The reason people hire you is oftentimes an emotional trigger. And what you're looking for right now is what's the emotion that drives people to the gym? What's the emotion that drives people to get their hair done or their nails done or to have an office administrator, to have somebody answer the phone for them or to whatever kind of thing you used to do, what is it that drove them there? Because if you're like most employees, you just showed up at work and you did the work and you thought doing the work was good enough. I'm just telling you now, that's not. So now you've asked them a couple of questions. What's their biggest challenge? Why is that a challenge? How does that make them feel? And then what do you think they need? And just ask them, what do you think you need? Ask them just like that. What do you think you need? Do not put words in their mouth. Let them answer. Don't say, it sounds like you need sex. No, you just ask them what they need. The wonderful thing about customers is customers will tell you exactly what they want to pay for. Uh, I do. I appreciate somebody that's going to say, I want to pay, when I can say, I want to pay you to do this. That I appreciate rather than telling me what they, the only things they do. Okay, this is, I hope this all makes sense because this is what we're going to do. This is 
day two of your assignment. I'm going to put all these in the show notes at delcallahan.com slash 170. It's step one, it's step two, it's step three. I'll put them over here on Facebook too for those of you who are doing the early Facebook channel uh, thing uh, or whatever we call this. That's not the technical word for it, but you know what I mean. Now, when you do this, by the way, so you're going to do this, what you're going to learn or things that you may learn are, my hair is going crazy and I feel ugly now and ashamed. I'm sensing that from some of these women on television, but I don't know. I don't know how people feel. Uh, uh, you know, or my nails need to be done. done. I feel unkept. Uh, you know, I cannot work out, so I feel fat and scared. I'm never going to be in shape again, even though the gym's been closed only a week, right? Uh, because remember, People don't spend money on logic or uh, they spend money on emotion. That feeling is important. And we're not, I'm not, your job is not to validate or to unvalidate, invalidate. You're not, your job is not to convince them they're right or wrong about their feelings because their feelings are their feelings. It doesn't matter. If they feel like they're out of going to be out of shape because they don't have the gym and they don't know what to do. And I, I realize that may sound stupid if you're a gym person. But a lot of people are sitting at home and they may have weight equipment sitting over here and they may have some stuff and they have a front yard outside where they can go play and run and they got tennis shoes and they can go do stuff and they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I know that because uh, I've been there. Uh, now, you might learn, now I'm having to teach my own children stuff that the school has sent home with me. And I know a lot of schools are sending stuff home with mom and dad and they're I'm going nuts. I've talked to these moms. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Uh, you need to hear those things. Or, I do not know how to do things I think I should know how to do. I feel stupid. So, uh, I, for some of you that are fans of Adam Carolla, he was on a television the other night being interviewed, and he has a podcast, which I believe is called the Adam Carolla Podcast. It's very unique. Uh, but talking about people need to be a little bit more self-sufficient and we're not in our society. We don't know how to fix a toilet, change a light bulb, do, uh, you know, cook for ourselves. It's amazing when you watch the grocery stores, why is the grocery store so empty? Is it because people are hoarding or is it because people are absolutely having to cook now for their children? I don't know, maybe a little of both. But I think a lot of people are freaked out because now they have to cook multiple meals every day. How much stress is out there over that? Right, they're having to cook. They're having to provide meals every single day. They were, they're used to seeing their kids off for breakfast with a Pop-Tart, having the kids, having the people feed them lunch, and maybe even feed them dinner, I don't know. And they come home to a happy meal or a pizza. And uh, that's the society we live in, and that's not happening. Man, there's a lot of stress out there, right? All of this stress is good for you if these stress areas are in your, in your domain, okay? So that's day two. What you're doing day two, just to recap, day one is you get control and you get a calendar and you get things set up. Day two, you're going to call the people and understand their pain you're not, without putting words in your mouth. This is research. Day three is, this is where the word retool does come in. You're going to be looking for how to retool. Now you have a list 
Hopefully you've taken notes. You have a list. You've heard from some customers. You may be on Facebook and you may be watching what people are saying and what people are complaining with. And by the way, Facebook right now is a gold mine of opportunity because you're seeing people talking about the things that they can't do that they're used to doing. You can't solve all of them, but there's a lot of them you can solve. So when you see people complaining, whining, and frustrated, the fact that we're doing this podcast is because of that, because of the number of people saying, I don't know how to make money. People told me the other day, we have a business, the business was doing great, and now my business can't do nothing. I'm stuck at home. Uh, And I'm talking to people on the phone, the same thing. We can't do anything. You can't do anything, really? I'm back on day one. Let's get to day three. So day three, you're looking for alternatives to retool. Review the notes of your calls. What do you see? Again, you can wait till day three. Wake up, get your coffee, get in your office at your kitchen table or wherever the heck you are and look at your notes. What do you see that they need? If you're halfway sane, your brain's already been going through this, right? You've been going through what's going on. How can you provide what they need now? So let's just, let's just, I don't know. Let's just think of some things that we can do. Hair care and makeup needs. For those who did hair, nails, sets, whatever the heck you call those things, uh, you maybe you sold makeup. Maybe you were in the people in the makeup store. So think about this for a minute. All of these people that still have jobs are on videos all day long. And on the video, they are seeing themselves back, right? Because if they're using Zoom and the Zoom technology, they see not only the people they're talking to, but they see the Zoom feedback. They see themselves on camera every single day for hours at a time, many of them. You think that's freaking them out? You bet it is. So. They are seeing their hair being raveled. They're seeing their makeup being messed up. They're seeing what lighting does. Now they're in different lighting. Many of them don't even have a good setup for a video. Uh, some of them don't care, but a lot of them do. So how does you know? So how can you show them how to cut their own hair over FaceTime? How can you teach somebody this skill? Now you may be freaking out, thinking, "Well, if I teach them, they're never coming back to me." That just ain't true. Just trust me, that's not true uh, for the masses. You could sell them what they need to cut their hair. Maybe they don't even know. What do I cut my hair with? What kind of tools are out there? I don't know. You probably know. You could set up affiliate uh, agreements with people who do and have it, have do and have it shipped to them. We can talk about what that means. But really, what you're doing is you're helping them. Now, this whole idea of helping people do the things that you can do for them has made a lot of businesses a whole lot of money. This is the whole idea of what we call content marketing. Um, Sorry, I don't know why my device keeps going off. This is what we call content marketing, where you are helping people understand how to do things. Now, the difference is between watching a YouTube channel of somebody who does hair care and watching something you do is they know you and they trust you because you are already a provider for them, right? So now, uh, maybe you're providing them video, uh, provide these uh, on video meetings every day, how to do makeup. You're teaching them and coaching them to be video because now every 
man and woman out there is a news anchor, right? All the junk a news anchor has to put up with to actually look professional, to actually look competent, to actually look like they know what they're doing, things that they could pull off in a meeting, they're having to pull off in video. And that's a different world. It's a very different world. Um, so, uh, and I'm watching a lot of people, very competent people, struggle with it. Um, so think about though, if your product, think about if you're a salesperson, right? Maybe you were a salesperson and the store that you were working in has closed. And so you can't demonstrate things to customers and show them how to do things, which is what a lot of salespeople do. They tell them, hey, what's your problem? Oh, well, you need this product and let me show you how to do this, right? The only stores I see open more doing stuff like that right now is the grocery store. And um, which they don't really tell you that, or places like Lowe's and Home Depot or hardware stores, which they will tell you that. But think about all the other stores that are not, are out there that are not providing that service. Now we can buy anything we want through Amazon, Walmart, and all this other kind of stuff that we can ship stuff to us. I'm picking the two big ones, but everybody and their brother, right? Uh, you can, t but maybe they don't know how to do it. Teach me what I need to buy from Amazon. I'm so I've got a problem to solve. What do I need to buy? Finding the best deals maybe for them in the product space. Maybe they used to buy from you in your store and now your job is to help them find the best deals and the best products out there. They can't buy from your store right now. Sorry. So how do you help them find that? Uh, how do you actually teach them how to use the new products and services they're doing, dealing with? How do you do that? A whole lot of people are out there are buying gym equipment. A whole lot of people are setting up gyms in their homes. A whole lot of people are setting up video studios in their homes. A whole lot of people need to be thinking about makeup. A whole lot of people are thinking about, oh, well, I'm at home all the time. My home is a disaster. My closet is a disaster. I don't know how to get control of the home. I don't know how to do these handyman repairs because handyman can't come over here maybe, or maybe handyman's overwhelmed. So what all do you got to do? Uh, what are all of your options? So think about that is teaching people how to do these things. Administrator, maybe you're administrator. How For those who've worked for, for you in offices or for those who've served in offices, think about all the poor schmucks out there trying to work at their house that are used to all that. How do people work online need to organize their life? Now they need to organize files on their computers. You know, that's probably a disaster for somebody. Uh, maybe they have, need to have physical copies scanned. Maybe they, ha uh, they need to have things filed still. How do you do that from them for your home, from your home? Maybe a lot of people are having struggles with Zoom and video technology. Can you set these things up? There's so many people are telling me they got so many calls coming in. They don't have time just answering the emails, getting the calls managed. Maybe they need somebody to help that, to manage their calendars. Yeah, they're not going out to, meet, out to meetings, but their calendars are getting busy with things. So all of these are what we're doing is we're exploring ideas. Now that you've heard the pain, we call that when, we, when the customers tell us what they're bothered with, that's the pain. Now you've heard the pain, now what we're going to listen to is, is how do we solve that pain, all right? That, so once you do that, we start talking to real customers, we talk about real people, we're talking to real people and trying to find out what is it that they need? And can we start offering these services? And how do we do that? We start just saying, 
you make a list of the things that you can do for them and put some prices to it and call back these people and say, hey, here's what I'm doing now. And here's how I do how I like to do a sales pitch, right? Uh, because none of us like to sell. Most people don't. Is I like to call somebody and say, hey, here's what I'm doing now. I'm doing, I'm helping people do hair care. Uh, because they, they have to cut their own hair, and I'm coaching them through it on a FaceTime. I'm telling them how to do it themselves, and I'm going to show them how to cut their hair from a distance, and I'll coach them through it so they have a hair that looks awesome so they can get on Zoom and do their job and look good doing it and feel great, uh, feel like a pro, feel like a, a, a news anchor, if you will. Do you know anybody who needs that service? You, I mean, by asking, hey, do you know anybody that needs that service, you're asking two questions. I mean, the first question is, uh, do you know anybody who needs it and asking for referrals? But the main thing is, if that customer you talk to really needs it, they're like, yeah, I want that. How much do you charge? Because it's an easy ask, right? You're not directly at it. Now, the true salespeople will say that's a, that's a wimpy way to do things, but let's, we can be wimpy, right? We, uh, we can do that. So, you just start asking these people and you start making phone calls. You start sending emails to say, this is what I'm doing. You start putting it on Facebook. This is what I'm doing. What I'm doing right now is I've been coaching for years and years. And so now what I'm doing is helping people and coaching them through how to move from zero income to, or, or some, you know, now they got opportunity to generate more money coming into their pocket. The, the number is from last week we're looking at $30,000 a year, right? Uh, maybe it's more, maybe it's less, but well, it never needs to be less. So we do that. Now, how can you take take money? So a lot of people are going to ask that question. Um, by the way, if you do all these steps, you're going to get caught up. You're going to get confused. So I'll put a link in here. Get on the phone with me. So yes, I do offer this. So get on the phone with me. It's a free call. We'll set up an appointment. We'll talk you through some things and some strategies to get you from a business startup to a business, wow, do I ever want to go back to work again the way I used to? That's the real question because this is a huge opportunity that you have. The last thing is how do you take money? And how do you take money without a person handing you cash? You, there's lots of different ways. There's PayPal. There's fresh books for those of you that do uh, invoice type work or you will be doing Venmo, Square Cash, Apple Pay. There's all kinds of things. We'll put a link to a couple of them in the show notes at Callahan slash 170. Well, we went a little long today. We went maybe a lot long today, a lot longer than I normally would go. But I wanted to kind of take this apart for you. Uh, and I want to hear from you. Does this make sense? Does this help you? Does this help you think through it? Because the la I'm a little frustrated, and I get it, but I'm a little frustrated by people saying, go off and do something. And the rest of us are sitting here, I, I don't know how, right? So just like I'm telling you to solve other people's problems, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm laying this out for you, is hopefully to help you solve this problem. So on the show notes, in Facebook and on the podcast, show notes at dalecalhan.com slash 170 will be the links to this stuff, will be this content and outline form, and will be a way to get on a, a, a call with me, a discovery call to help you get from kind of confused, and I get it, you may be confused, to a solid plan, not for this in general, but a plan for you and your business. So that's good. Till next week. Uh, here for, well, don't ever wait till next week. Take action 
let me know. Send me an email, dale at dalecallahan.com. Let me know how it's going. Send me on Facebook, whatever. would love to hear how it's working, how it's working for you, and what kind of ideas you've got going on. Till next week.